The kingdom of God is at hand for you. That is what Jesus told the 72 disciples to go out and tell everyone. And that is how I would like to begin my priestly assignment here at St. Bede on this pulpit with you, the good people of St. Bede. The kingdom of God is at hand for you. I want to claim that truth. I want to lean heavy onto that truth. God's kingdom is here. And because that is true, because the kingdom really is here, and because Jesus, the king himself, really is here, right here with us, all I want to say is, I can't wait to see what God does at St. Bede while I'm here. It's such a gift to be here. I can't wait to see how his power is made manifest through all of us. And so my question for you all this evening is this. Are you personally open to witnessing his power today? Are you ready to rejoice at all of the various tangible ways that his kingdom makes its presence felt? Just look at what Jesus was able to do through the hands of the disciples in our gospel passage this weekend. People were physically cured. Hearts were softened and converted. Demons were driven out. The gospel was preached not with just empty talk, but with deeds of power. And when all of those things started to happen, the disciples came running back to Jesus, didn't they? And they were excited. They were rejoicing. The announcement of the kingdom astonished even them. They had no idea that that was going to happen. And they came to the Lord saying, look at what we've been doing, Lord. Even the demons are subject to us because of your name. I have to imagine Jesus looked back at them in that moment and was just like, well, yeah, duh. I've given you power to tread upon serpents and scorpions and upon the full force of the enemy. Nothing will harm you. This sort of stuff is supposed to happen when believers, when followers of Jesus go out in his name. This is what he came to do. This is what Jesus' father is all about. This is his work. So why are they so surprised? I pray and, and fully expect that the same sort of things will happen here and now, today in our church, through you and through me by the grace of God. Does that surprise you? Maybe sometimes we think that we're not holy enough or maybe not worthy enough or we're not saints, so God would never do anything like that through us. And yet he promises us just this. We heard it today in that beautiful first reading from the prophet Isaiah. Lo, I will spread prosperity over Jerusalem like a river and the wealth of the nations like an overflowing torrent. When you see this, your hearts will, shall rejoice and your bodies flourish like the grass. The Lord's power shall be known to his servants. I love that last line. The Lord's power will be known by his servants. That's us. We are his servants. We, we get to know his power. It has spread over us like a river, like an overflowing torrent. You've been baptized into the name of the most holy trinity. You literally have the Holy Spirit living in you right now. You've been nourished by the body and blood of our Lord from this altar week in and week out. 
You've known God's limitless mercy in the confessional. You have been personally empowered to go out there and be missionaries for the Lord. To go without sandals and money sack or pretty much without anything in particular and just share the gospel in this day and age. To work wonders big and small in the name of Jesus today. Jesus' own words from another part of the Gospels come to mind here. Amen, amen, I say to you, whoever believes in me will do the works that I do and will do greater ones than these because I am going to the Father. And so I say again, I can't wait to see what God does here. I can't wait to see. Father John Ricardo, the founder of a, of a group called Acts 29, recently wrote something on this sort of subject, which I found really encouraging, and so I'll share with you as well. He writes this, Clearly God didn't want you and me to live in a time that is dull and monotonous. I think we can all agree on that, at least, that this is not a dull and monotonous time. Father Ricardo goes on, He wanted us to live now. He has equipped us with everything we need to be instruments in his hands in order to share the gospel. These are not dark days, he says, but great days to be alive. God is not nervous or anxious. He's chosen you and me for this moment. Wow, that's, that's something I think we need to be constantly reminded of. God has chosen us for this precise moment in history, for these admittedly challenging and and yet fruitful days. He's sending us out today just as he sent out the 72. The harvest is abundant. And yet, when we get sent out, it will often feel like being sent out like lambs among wolves. We all probably know full well that the gospel message is pretty hard to stomach for a lot of people today. Our faith often seems archaic and backwards to so many modern minds. And our opponents seem pretty poised to try to, to devour us like lambs, to try tearing us down and, and try to make religion itself something private and hopefully irrelevant, they would say. But Jesus' invitation seems very clear to me. And, and he, it's the invitation that he gives to each of you tonight. Be not afraid. Don't be afraid. These are not dark, hopeless days to be Christian. They're actually great days to be sent out on apostolic mission. Great days to go and preach the, the always surprising and, and always effective good news with, with power and not just empty talk. So why be nervous or anxious about anything? God is still working miracles. He's still casting out demons. He's still curing people. He's still, still healing and comforting souls. He is still converting our hearts and the hearts of people around us. He's still calling people to true and sincere repentance. And guess what? People are also still responding. People are still selling everything. They're leaving everything and going to follow Jesus. Some people will reject the message that we proclaim and some will not be able to recognize that the kingdom really is at hand, despite the great signs and wonders that God is working in our midst. But I think when that happens, Jesus told us exactly what we should do, right? 
He said, shake the dust off your feet. Don't, don't be afraid. Don't worry about it. Keep moving forward. Keep giving God all of the praise. Keep your eyes focused on what the Father is accomplishing. Our beautiful psalm today put it really well. Shout joyfully to God all the earth. Say to God, how tremendous are your deeds. Come and see the works of God. He has changed the sea into dry land. Through the river they passed on foot. Therefore, let us rejoice in him. I'll finish this homily today by asking another perhaps still deeper question. Where will that power come from? How can we possibly dare to hope that God will do great things through us? How do we get that? Well, St. Paul gives us the answer in our second reading today when he says, May I never boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, through which the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. That's key. Because all of our fruitfulness as disciples of Jesus, all of the power that fills us and flows out through us, through the hands, just like it flowed through the hands of the 72, all of that flows from the cross of our Lord, of our Savior. That's what makes all of our words and deeds living and effective. We have no other boast. Apart from the cross, we can do nothing. Apart from the cross, there is no harvest. And so we rejoice not in our own power. No, not at all. We have no power. But we do rejoice in the power of Calvary, of the cross. We rejoice not that the spirits are subject to us, but rather, as Jesus said, that our names are written in heaven. Our names are written in heaven by the blood of the Lord. And so by that precious blood which we are about to receive from this altar, we can go forth and we can announce that the kingdom of God is at hand.